I'm Darwin Zook. Thanks for tuning in to MLB Extras Podcast, Rockies Edition. Pleased to be joined by Rocks reporter Thomas Harding. Thomas, thank you as always for taking some time. And the Rockies obviously disappointed at the very end of the season, being swept by the Brewers in the NLDS. But if you take a step back, was there a sense of real satisfaction from the organization for back-to-back postseason appearances for Colorado? Uh, yes, there was. I mean, the, yeah, there's a small sense of unfinished business because they didn't win the National League West. They've never done that in their history. And frankly, not winning it hurt them because of all the travel they had to do at the beginning, at the end of the regular season and the beginning of the postseason. But if you look at it, this is a team headed in the right direction because they're pitching well. As long as you have pitching, you've got dreams. I like that. That's a good way to say it. Absolutely. So, and you talked about that progression. You lose the wild card game a couple years ago. Then you win the wild card game, make it to the NLDS this season. Now, if that the next logical step in the progression is go to the NLCS and perhaps even further this time. So, if you had to pinpoint, Thomas, one, one or two things for that to occur, that next step, what would it be? Well, I think, number one, the pitching has to continue the way it's gone. And if you look at the pitching this year, the way that uh, that – Kyle Freeland and Herman Monica stepped forward for them is really huge because uh, what happens when you have young pitching is there's a lot of back and forth, a lot of up and down with them. Last year, John Gray was outstanding really up until the wild card game. And especially the last 13 starts of the season was that was one of the best periods of pitching in the history of the franchise. Well, Gray ended up um, extremely inconsistent this year. Yeah, there were some good moments, but there were some awful ones, and he was not on the postseason roster. So sometimes things like that happen with young pitching. But as long as you just keep um, bringing guys in and making sure that, that they learn things, it looks like there's going to be enough pitching to push them forward. So that's the reason why they are where they are. And the other thing is, even with um, some of the veterans there, generally they're holding the payroll down because of young pitching and some of the younger players that are moving into um, more prominent roles, especially a David Dahl there. Uh, So what it does, it holds the payroll down so that maybe if you have a hole, which they do have some offensively, they can go out and fill it, um, whether it's through free agency or through using some of their depth in the trade. Yeah, and you mentioned that payroll, and that's a good jumping-off point. I was just talking – uh, with Steve Gilbert, Diamondbacks reporter, about Paul Goldschmidt being the face of the franchise in Arizona and how in a year from now his contract could become an issue. So in Colorado, Nolan Arenado is, you know, he he's the man with the Rockies and face of the franchise in a lot of ways. He's locked in for another year, but if you're planning towards the future and you're thinking of payroll, the amount of money that you'll have to allocate to Arenado, does that start to become an issue or how does organizationally they deal with that? Um, I think what they have to do as far as that's concerned is, um, yeah, they can talk to him this winter, but you've got to understand that in this, there aren't very many third basemen that are, that are going to hit the market in such a great way as, as Arenado. When you look at um, all the gold gloves he's, that he's won the all-star games, the fact that this year he ended up winning the home run title a couple of years ago, he tied for it. Um, he's going to be in for a lot of money here. And yeah, the Rockies could try to make the, break the bank and get him signed early, but I think this may go all the way to free agency simply because it's rare that you have a guy um, that you have a guy that is in his position at third base at such a prominent spot in his career. But with the Rockies, I think what they have to do is maybe attempt a sign of this winner, and they've got to think like a team that 
believes it could win the World Series next year. And I know that's the thought process, which means if they can't sign Arenado, they can't make one of those trades where, well, gee, we can't sign him, so we'll get a bunch of prospects for him and and wait for another year. Um, what they've got what, what they've got to do is decide. And really, when I look at this team, I think with Nolan Arenado, even if he leaves as a free agent after next season, they've got a better chance to win the series with him than without him. Interesting. So this would be the offseason to be aggressive then while you still have Arenado controlled for one more year then. Uh, and offensively, you mentioned as – they would have they have some gaps that they need to fill if they want to do that. Where would they look to fill some of those gaps, and, and what type of money do they have to be able to go after people this off season in free agency? Yeah, it's interesting because Arenado, um, it, it'll be a pretty b- big price tag this winter. He's got his final year of arbitration, but um, it, if in fact they don't resign DJ LeMahieu and they don't resign Carlos Gonzalez, that's a pretty good chunk of money to go after a power bat which I believe that they do need. Now, even if they do re-sign one of those guys, could they work something in a trade where maybe, um, you know, maybe they can find a match with another team that's looking to get rid of some salary, and that way the Rockies don't have to necessarily bid on the free agent market. They have a lot of options for this bat that I believe that they need um, because you have Ian Desmond who could play first base or the outfield. You could shift him to either of those positions. Um, second base is a is a place where they could either go back with DJ LeMahieu and he does help your offense and he is certainly one of the best defensive guys. Or you could insert a Garrett Hampson in there. Um, Hampson came up for the latter part of the season and you saw some promise out of him. So you could save some money that way. Or you could even look for the bat at that position. They have a lot of options, whether it's the outfield, first base, or second base, to try to improve the offense. Talking with Rockies reporter Thomas Harding, and the word seems to sum up there, flexibility uh, and options, like you said. And just to move that to another part of the roster as well, the bullpen was something that really seemed to catch lightning in a bottle towards the end of the season. They did some positive things, and maybe some guys that weren't expected to step up did, and there was some flexibility there. How much a bullpen sometimes year to year, it's hard to find that groove and consistency from one year to the next, but how much do they want to try and keep that bullpen intact and keep building on that? I think they're going to have to build on it, although they really, it, it, it looks like a place where they can't spend a huge amount of money. So the, the big concern is Adam Ottavino is a free agent at the, um, after the World Series. Now, are there teams out there looking to pay him closer type money? where that would be hard for the Rockies to, you know, compete with. But certainly back in his same role, I think the Rockies have to give a real shot at re-signing him. Um, As for the the bullpen, yeah, they sank a lot of money into it last year. Wade Davis ended up very good. He did have some very rough patches during the season, but he ended up a big reason why the Rockies were able at the end of the season to secure a postseason berth. Um, The other two big signings, three years, $27 for Jake McGee and Brian Shaw did not work out very well. Um, Shaw in his first year here, it seemed like he ran into some of the Davis did just a hard time adjusting where to put his pitches. McGee, he's been here before. And at the end of the 2017 season that he earned that contract Um, this past season, I think there were some bumps and bruises along the way and some lack of consistency, especially with his velocity. He's got to get it back. They're probably better off with those guys trying to get it back because if you look at it, Scott Oberg stepped up and was very good out of the bullpen. And also, uh, Sung Wano, 
Um, they got him from Toronto. There is a $2.5 million option. I think if they claim that, they've still got a pretty good bullpen. And if they can get back those guys and Mike Dunn, who had the shoulder injury, you may be in pretty good shape in the bullpen. Yeah, Oberg really stepped up there when they needed it. And uh, how much of the success the last couple of years is attributed to uh, Bud Black and what he's been able to do and maybe stabilizing that team and, and back-to-back postseason appearances, first time in, in team history doing that. Uh, how much has Bud Black been a factor in that success? If you look at it last year at times, um, in 2017, at times they used four rookies and he really was able to control their workload, give guys breaks, use them out of the bullpen and get them to the end of the season. Now the next step, those guys, all those pitchers took another step forward and, and, even though Gray struggled, a lot of the pitchers took a step forward. So he has basically grown a rotation here, which is something that really hadn't happened in the history of the franchise. And that will always be, I think, the crowning achievement for Bud Black already here. And certainly if those guys go farther and bring a championship um, in the division and the World Series like the Rockies are pretty hungry for, then his presence will be a huge part of it. Um, this team spent years trying to put together young pitching and they ended up um, hiring Bud Black at the opportunity they did. And he certainly has pushed that forward. He certainly delivered. And last question, as we wrap up, Thomas, play uh, GM just for a minute right now. You're GM of the Rockies. What's the first thing you're looking to do as we go into the off season? Where do you, where do you start uh, in terms of some of the moves we were talking about? I think I would start by seeing if I could get another bat. Uh, David Dahl helps it. Um, It may be through trade because it seems like there are some first, especially at first base, there are several players that um, look like their teams may not be able to afford their contracts or they may be looking to make changes. And that's the place I would look because you can always move Ian Desmond to the outfield. And depending on who you get there, there will still be at-bats for a young Ryan McMahon, the left-handed hitter that struggled at the beginning of the year but began to look better as the season went. So look for a trade in a corner, preferably. I think first base would make the most sense because it seems like the guys that may be available – are guys who can do the things you want, which is hit a few home runs and, and keep the offense going when some of your top players are struggling. Fun time to be a Rockies fan, no question about it. Thomas Harding, great stuff as always, my friend. We appreciate the time. Hey, thank you for having me. Absolutely. Thomas Harding joining us on MLB Extras. <laughs>